Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, wow, I was wrong once again. Big news today. I don't know if you heard Deshaun Watson. I thought he was going to be an Atlanta Falcon. I said I'm sometimes wrong about this stuff. Sometimes I take a swing and I strike out. I struck out. I'm fine. I'm 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video game and sports podcast on the entire internet. Struck out. That's all right. Essentially, this podcast is really going, this episode of the podcast is really going to hit on the trade of the trading, excuse me, of Deshaun Watson as I get my iPad going here. I got to open up good notes. I took all these doggone notes today. I wrote so much. I just finished freaking doing my homework. Not even for this. I literally like I, I freaking I'll talk about this in a second. Long and the short of it is I was doing some stuff before the podcast got going. And here we are. I'm tired. I'm sore all over. But I'm ready to talk about Deshaun Watson's trade and the implications that it has on both the NFC and the AFC. How are you doing? How are you doing? I have to get up in a couple of hours. It's 12 o'clock. It's midnight. I have to be up in a couple of hours. To do what? To exercise. Because I have been resting for like the last couple of days. I literally like I'm looking at my notes from my last just session of me doing my homework and um, goodness gracious, I'm already at 15 pages of notes. Keep in mind, it's like an iPad mini. So it's like, it's not a large tablet, but yikes. I wrote a lot of notes and I got these things. Like, I, like there's so many good accessories that go with iPads and stuff like that. Let me just go ahead and go over to, <clears throat> God, I love this thing. How ridiculous is an iPad? It's like I got all of my notes for multiple journals. I just press on multiple pages and then bada bing, bada boom, I'm there. This is not an ad. Can you be sponsored by Apple? Is that a thing? I would love to be sponsored by Apple. Um, it's not a thing <clears throat> for me, at least. But... Um, We'll talk about Deshaun Watson here in a couple minutes. I kind of want to, as I'm watching Aaron Rodgers play up against the Saints, I'm watching the week one game on the NFL Network right now. I kind of want to go back to what we were talking about last night, and then we'll hit on Deshaun, right? We'll talk about Deshaun Watson. Don't worry, don't worry. This won't this won't take but a couple of minutes. Because I recorded the game that I was watching yet again on the NFL Network late last night. It was the Cardinals versus Seattle. And like literally for the entirety of that game, or at least for the parts of the game in the fourth quarter that I saw with Kyler, Kyler got sacked five times. His offensive line was terrible once again. And I kind of thought to myself, I was like, what has the Arizona Cardinals done this offseason to help out Kyler. And the reality is they have essentially done nothing and except let one of his best wide receivers go to Jacksonville. But I mean, 
I'm not paying Christian Kirk $17, $18 million annually either. And I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, there's other quarterbacks, there's other teams that have done a complete and utter disservice to their quarterbacks, Arizona being one of them. We'll talk about another team that has done a disservice to their quarterback in in, uh, in the San Diego Chargers. I know they're from, I know they're playing in Los Angeles, but all, their entire fan base is in San Diego. Nobody cares. They play 17 away games. Nobody cares about the Chargers, except for analysts and people like me who like Justin Herbert. I hope he, I hope they, I hope their fans like the team, but I mean, let's just be honest. Nobody in Los Angeles cares about the Rams. Uh, because everybody's a freaking Lakers fan or a Dodgers fan. Do you want to know why they're Lakers and Dodgers fans? Because the Lakers and Dodgers, outside of the Lakers moving from Milwaukee to Los Angeles, I don't know if the Dodgers are originally from Los Angeles. Those two teams are embedded in Los Angeles. Nobody gives a flying crap about, you know what, they don't give a flying you know what, about the Rams. I was like, when the NFL tried to sell people on the Rams moving to Los Angeles, I'm like, you're selling a crock of crap to people who don't care. They don't care about the Rams in Los Angeles. If you let me just go off on a tangent, I will go off on many a tangent. And here we are where I wanted to um, to talk about Deshaun Watson and his trade. And for some weird reason, oh, I'm knee-deep in Rams and Cardinals here. So let's talk about Sean Watson and his trade to <clears throat> the uh, the Browns. So a little bit of backstory. I was actually, I don't even know what I was doing. What was I doing? Nothing important. I forgot what I was doing. I was like sitting in my desk behind me and I get Deshaun Watson and I had the TV on mute because I was thinking potentially something big could potentially happen today. Just because essentially something big happened every single day of the week this week. I was like, okay, what's going to happen this week or today? I see Deshaun Watson's face and the logos of the Browns next to his face and words written next to his face. And I was like, and in breaking news, and it was Bridget Condon. Condone. Her last name is a mystery. But Bridget Condon. What is her name? Bridget Condon, it's C-O-N-D-O, I, I, like Condon, Condon, I don't know, Bridget Condon, <laughs> I don't know her last name, Bridget Condon, uh, <clears throat> Condon uh, was on the desk for NFL Networks, uh, whatever it was, I don't, I don't know what it, what, what she was doing, I'm not going to lie to you. She was there, and she was with Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofolo and all those guys down there on the NFL Network. She was being um, briefed by those guys on what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson today got traded to the Cleveland Browns. Three first-round draft picks, one-third, and a swap of a fifth-rounder. It doesn't even matter, uh, the, the late-round draft pick. I didn't care at all, the late-round draft pick. I was more concerned with three firsts. One-third in a late-round swap. I said last year, I'm like, minimal, at minimum, you will have to give me three firsts. You're just going to have to give me three firsts. Like, minimum, like that. That's my um, 
That's my that's my that's my floor. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Strangely enough, his contract and I was like, this is a mistake, right? His contract is fully guaranteed. Now, what um, <clears throat> what the Browns very intelligently did is they signed Deshaun Watson immediately after they traded him. Let me see if somebody has their his contract here. Uh, no, over the cap does not have his contract right now. But it's fully guaranteed, which is kind of weird, right? I, I don't have the details of his contract. It's fully guaranteed. So that means he's getting all of his money. And the reason why I bring that up is that because it's fully guaranteed, they get to do whatever they want with his contract because they're going to have to pay him all the money. So they're like, cool, um, it's fully guaranteed. It's 200 and how much money is it? Ironically enough, I don't even have like, <laughs> I don't have the full contact, uh, not the contact, excuse me, the contract. Let me just go on Ian Rappaport's Twitter here. This was such a weird day. It was such a weird thing. It was two hundred and thirty million dollars, and because his like because of the like the way that his contract is, maybe they actually did. Hold on, they probably have his contract on their roster, but because yep, it's such a low cap hit, it's one million dollars. That it's just like oh okay, like um like it's it's just nothing. I had to scroll to like the bottom of the screen because it's just. It, it's nothing. It's $1 million for his cap hit. That's his base salary on the books. That will count against the salary cap. Overthecap.com is so confused. They're like, I don't even know what's going on with the cap. They literally can go out because they would technically, they have $60 million in cap space right now. The $1 million uh, of caps uh, of, of his base salary uh, has not been calculated yet in overthecap.com. So, He'll probably so so they'll probably have some money left over to potentially go after a free agent is what I'm trying to say. And so yesterday I thought he was going to be an Atlanta Falcon. Today he's a Cleveland Brown. The story of that is that Deshaun had he didn't say this. I'm gonna say this for him. Not to say that I'm representing him, but I'm just like this is what I am speculating here Deshaun probably realized oh crap I made a mistake by not agreeing with the Cleveland by not going to the Cleveland Browns I was like they're the best team Atlanta joke Saints even bigger joke you don't have Sean Payton I would have easily said take a swing with the Saints the Saints are, are are easily the best team in my opinion or one of the best teams because of Sean Payton but then I was like oh they don't have Sean Payton they have Patrick Graham I think that's what his name is the defensive coordinator I'm like nope pass and um, he did what was uberly intelligent by going to the Cleveland Browns, right? Great job by him. The, the tricky thing for me, and this you can look at this trade from multiple different angles. I'm looking at this trade first and foremost as a Houston Texan. I'm shocked that they didn't get more. Like, and this is why... Nick Casario to me as a GM is a joke. And some people will say to me, 20, 24. <laughs> what do you mean they should get more? 
you said minimum three first-round draft picks, right? You said that. You said you would have. That's the floor. I'm like, yeah, that's what you should get. They got the minimum of what they should have gotten. They didn't get the max. I would have been like five. I to, to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to figure out how high I would go to get Deshaun Watson. He got he got played. He got lowballed. You know all these other assets like Nick Casario is like, well, we want more assets. A third round draft pick in a swap of your fourth or your fifth. I think they swapped um, picks. So the Texans, they get the Houston, they get the Cleveland Browns fourth rounder, and then the Browns get their fifth rounder. Like it's a it's a meaningless swap. It's like nobody cares. It's a late round pick. It won't be impactful for the most part. And the reason why I'm like, the Texans kind of got fleeced in this trade. I go back and I look at the Matt Stafford deal, right? And especially what the Rams did this year. You're not seeing it. Let me show you. I also have to plug in my computer really, really quickly. Hold on. Hold on. Let me show you something. So, Matt Stafford, about a year ago, a little bit over a year, gets traded from Detroit to the Rams. Right? Two first-round draft picks. I say overrated. Not overrated. They paid too much to get him the Rams. Rams didn't pay enough. They didn't pay enough. Let me show you why. So Detroit, because of how absolutely atrocious they are, they have the second overall pick. Okay, that's just because of how crappy they are. Okay, and then you add in the Rams pick, right? So where exactly is the Rams pick? Where where does he go? Where where is he? Because the Rams won the Super Bowl because of Matt Stafford. They're picking, Detroit is, at 32nd overall. Now, if you're not aware of draft strategies and draft positions, you know, if you're drafting 32 overall, essentially your first, really if you're drafting 25th, really in the mid-20s, almost mid to low 20s, it's like the, the pick is borderline like a second-round player. In fact, it is. It is, right? It's a high second-round player, or a pick more specifically, but it's a second-round pick. Like 20s, second-rounder. 20s up, second-rounder. And when you look at Detroit, their pick, because the Rams won the Super Bowl, they traded Stafford to the Rams, 32nd overall. I mean, it's a clear-cut Wipe your hands clean, second rounder. We know for a fact now, you know, hindsight 2020, the Lions got back a first next year and a second rounder this year because of how awesome the Rams were. And when I think about the trade for Deshaun Watson circling all the way back to Deshaun, I'm like, oh, the Texans essentially got a similar deal. They traded Deshaun to an awesome football team 
And so now that awesome football team will probably, because I don't like, like there's certain aspects of the AFC that I like, we'll, we'll get to it. But I think that the Browns will win their, their division. I thought they should have won it last year with Baker. Baker was terrible, but they should have won it last year. They didn't. Now they'll win it this year. And now they're probably going to draft in the 20s as well to potentially 30s, depending how far they get in the AFC. Like, it is what it is. Their asset just got devalued. Their picks just got devalued, which is why I'm like, wait a second, Casario, you needed players. When I was looking at the trade, I was like, is this, it's going to be three first-round draft picks, and then Nick, Nick Casario, because he's he's from the Patriots, he's just like, I'm, I'm from the Patriots, I'm really, really smart. No, you're not. Uh, he's just like, I'm, I'm Nick Casario, I'm really, really smart. He's like, I want Deshaun Watson, I want three picks for Deshaun, three first-round picks, and I want more assets. And I'm like, okay, more assets equal more players, especially when you're Cleveland. You can potentially get Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. I mean, I would doubt, I would, I mean, Cleveland's not trading away Miles Garrett, but I mean, like maybe you can finesse Cleveland and luckily Andrew Barry, GM of Cleveland, super smart guy, was like, hell no, you're not getting Miles Garrett. Who do you think I am? Nick Casario, you think I'm Bill O'Brien? Obviously not. <clears throat> Andrew Barry was like, you get none of our players. You don't get Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. You don't get Denta Ward. You don't get Miles Garrett. You don't get Amari Cooper. You don't get Big Chubb. You don't get Kareem Hunt. You don't get any of our offensive linemen. You take our shitty first-round draft picks, and you take your candy ass home. That's what Nick Casario got from Andrew Barry. The raw end of a large stick. Watch as next year the Browns draft picks get devalued. Like that. Like a than as quick as a Thanos snap. Actually, Thanos' snap is pretty slow. But it's as powerful, as powerful as a Thanos snap when he's wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. It's not a great pun, but you know what I mean. My point is the Browns, they fleece the Texans. Because I think that the Texans are probably going, excuse me, I think the Browns are probably going to have picks, or not picks, but I think their first-round draft picks are going to be in the mid to high 20s already. And to be honest with you, here's the thing. If Baker did his fucking job, the picks would already be in the mid to high 20s. That's the irony. It would make their picks even less appetizing. But because Baker Mayfield didn't do his job, the Texans, they now have the third overall pick and the 12th overall pick. Now it's like, oh, we're kind of moving and grooving a little bit. Right? Thank you, Baker Mayfield. You give away another parting gift. But I was like, the Browns are still competitively viable. The Texans, they're going to get devalued assets because I don't think the Browns are. I mean, I think the Browns are going to win 
Their division easily, we'll talk about it here in a couple of minutes. But the Houston Texans, wow, what a joke. Not none of the players. And the Browns got good football players. I'm like, wow, I mean, great job. Great, great job. Everybody's like, this is a blockbuster, big trade. I'm like, they, they got hosed. They got hosed. Blockbuster, big trade. No, it's not. It's a blockbuster trade in the sense of the Browns got an awesome football player. It's a hose job because the Texans, I mean, look at them. They're probably not going to have a top-tier player or a top-tier pick in next as a first-round draft pick next year. And to be honest with you, um, I saw Casario draft last year. I was not that big of a fan. We'll see what happens in the draft. Now, <clears throat> that's the Texan side of things. That's Texans, they got hosed. Browns didn't. They gave him an extension, so now he's just under lock and key for like the next five years. Was his contract out is a question that I think needs to be answered. Let me answer it. I don't know. It wasn't. Or was it? I mean, it was five years. It was five years. It's up in 27, 2027. What? I'm so confused about his contract. Because he got extended. I Like, something is not right about his contract. I'm so confused about it. Because he got, ex he got drafted in 2017. I would assume that they would weigh the fifth-year option, but then he got extended three years later in 2020 for four years. So if you weigh the fifth-year option, that would mean that his contract, his rookie deal would be over and up technically next year, right? In 2023. Right? Or 2022. Yeah, it was 2017. My bad. I'm like looking at the, I'm looking at like three dates right now. I'm looking at 2017, 2020, and 2022. The wires are getting crossed. The rookie deal would be over with this year, excuse me. However, he got extended in 2020. So that would mean that that deal would run out in 2026. You add on the five more years, and then he signed throughout what 2031. I have his con. I have. I have in, in over the cap. I, I mean, it's it's very confusing, very weird. But I mean, they say that he is he is a uh, restricted free agent. What is it? I I mean, they say that he is signed throughout twenty twenty seven. I am very confused. I like I think their contract numbers. I don't know if they have the deets. I don't I don't know. Usually they're pretty good about this stuff. They don't even have like an annual or an average list of his. Um, <clears throat> they don't have an average of his uh, of his salary because of how janky the contract is regardless. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But the Browns, they sign him to a mega deal and they get to be flexible with his, with his salary cap, with his contract salary. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, where does Deshaun Watson and the Browns rank in the hierarchy of the AFC? And kind of let's talk about the AFC as a whole. Let's kind of give you a big picture of it here, okay? 
AFC West is going to cannibalize itself. There's way too many players. It's way too competitive. There's way, it's, it's just too much, too much, right? AFC West is going to cannibalize itself. Whoever comes out, I mean, it, it could be a Ram situation, right? It could be, uh, you know, an apex predator comes out of that division or kind of a wounded lion, you know? It's like, okay, you know, like a, like anybody can kill a wounded lion. Any animal, like an elephant, can kill a lion on uh, on its healthy day. An elephant against a wounded a lion in the African Serengeti, forget about it. But AFC West, you're either going to get an apex predator or you're going to get a wounded predator and he's going to get smoked, okay? AFC South, joke. Titans, joke. They're going to be non-competitive. They're going to go to the playoffs, but they're going to be non-competitive. AFC East, the Bills are going to come out and they're going to be your prime competition. People are screaming at me about Joe Burrow. This is Joe Burrow versus an actually good quarterback on a great football team. Okay? And by my watch, talking about how Justin Herbert has not gotten help by the Chargers organization, let me kind of uh, let me kind of uh, uh, segue let me kind of segue over to something else here and then we'll go back to uh, Deshaun Watson here and then we'll parlay that into an overarching theme and a concept of certain teams not helping their freaking quarterbacks to be successful but I mean notice how for example all of the Chargers moves have all been defensive moves notice how they went out and got Khalil Mack I love that trade love that guy love 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 the Mack truck love him out of Chicago formerly a Raider Notice how they also, for example, got J.C. Jackson as well. They re-signed Mike Williams. I'm not a big Mike Williams guy, but sure, fine. But notice how they still haven't gotten an offensive lineman for Joe Burrow, or excuse me, Justin Herbert. And also notice how Brian Balaga uh, got released. And apparently they're maybe going to roll with Storm Norton, who got his butt whooped in week two against Micah Parsons. There's some guys that can't beat his butt. Micah Parsons beat it for like four strike order. They got to get some offensive line help for Justin Herbert. Notice how, for example, uh, Leo Collins is hanging around in free agency. And I'm like, go, go, go. If you go, go gadget Cincinnati Bengals salary cap. But Paul Brown, the team owner, and I warned you about this. Team owner is very cheap. He has $16 million against the cap. Leo Collins costs about $10 million for the Cowboys. Steal. They don't want to get him. They don't want him because he probably costs a little bit too much money. Meanwhile, DJ Weeder is making $13 million. It's just like, what? He's a defensive tackle. He's a one technique. He's making $13 million. What? Point is, Bengals and Chargers aren't helping out their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are about to play in the hardest conference in the NFL. Joe Burrow is about to go after, or excuse me, he's about to have to go up against Miles Garrett, a healthy Miles Garrett, by the by, and a great Cleveland team. Now, they're missing some offensive pieces. I think they may go after another wide receiver. But um, yikes, dude. I mean, Cleveland is loaded. They got Amari, and they could potentially get another guy as well. And then they have a good enough offensive line, and then they got to look, look. This team, this Cleveland team that De, uh, not Demarcus that Deshaun is on, easily it's his best team ever. 
ever. Better than any Houston team probably assembled in the last 10 years. No, scratch that. Last in, in the history of the franchise. The franchise has been around for almost 20 years. History of the franchise, this Cleveland team is better than every other team <clears throat> essentially ever. Okay. Compound that with the fact that Deshaun Watson is a competent quarterback and you actually have like a Super Bowl contender in Cleveland. And then they could potentially add on another guy, another wide receiver. Maybe they could get somebody for Miles Garrett, but they're probably like, here you go, Deshaun. Let's load up on uh, on the AFC. Let's load up. Who are the Cleveland Browns against this year? Who are they against? AFC North schedule. Cleveland Browns. What divisions do they play against? I'm, I'm Googling it. They play up against the AFC East. Uh-oh. And they play up against the NFC South. Yikes. Let's let's do this here. Let's look at the wins. Let's look at the losses, right? So Washington win. Atlanta, ironically enough, win. Baltimore. I think you know what? I think they probably sweep their division for the most part. I think they beat the Steelers. I mean the Steelers. They are a mess. Everybody's doing this for the Mitchell Trubisky acquisition. I'm like, he is a stepping stone. He is a placeholder. He is a freaking doorstop to let in whoever is going to come in in the draft this year or next year. Uh, that's not very good if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So I think they'll probably take complete control over Pittsburgh. They probably do the same thing for Baltimore and maybe Joe Burrow and company can kind of give them some, some pressure and things of that nature. I highly doubt that. But I'll just say... Uh, you know, for argument's sake, they go four and two. Like, let's just say they lose two games somewhere. Let's say they maybe lose a close game against the Bengals somewhere, and then they just don't play in the end of the season because they're one of the best teams in the AFC. <clears throat> so that's four wins just based off of your division. NFC South, you're against the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Hawks, and the uh, New Orleans Saints, so those are three teams that were courting Deshaun Watson, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ironically, every single team was trying to court him. Uh, Tampa didn't, quote-unquote, make him an offer, but they were interested. Uh, let's just say they go 3-1, and one, they lose to the Bucs. Okay? Boom, bada-bing, bada-boom. Okay? They play up against the AFC East. Right? So, play up against that division. Same thing, right? They go probably three and one. Their only losses to the Bills. Okay. Their schedule placement would have them be up against the Chargers. And ironically enough, the Houston Texans. Probably two wins right there and also Washington. So we're talking somewhere. I, did, I lost count, but we're talking like 14 wins right there. Just off the top of the dome. Now, will it happen? Probably not. But, uh, you know, because volatility in the NFL season and things happen in you know, play isn't consistent throughout the entirety of the season. So, but like playoffs, 10 playoffs, game. 10 wins, is that doable? Yes. Playoffs, yes. Being a deep playoff contender, yes, yes, and yes. I am telling you, uh, people should be sweating.
sweating. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Said I was only going to talk about Deshaun Watson today, and I just did. We're about to end the podcast here. Do I have anything else I want to talk about here today? Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield apparently wants to go to, like, he apparently wants to, like, go to, like, um, what is it? To, to, to Indianapolis? And I'm like, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna make, like, uh, like, freaking, like, we're just going to make constant lateral moves. We're going to go from Carson Wentz, overrated quarterback that was drafted super high in his respective draft, to another overrated quarterback that was drafted super high in his respective draft. Okay. Okay. I don't think Cleveland will really go for it. I don't think, not Cleveland, um, the Colts, I don't think they'll go for it. But yeah, like the Browns are like, um, yeah, we um, we're we're willing to to trade uh, to trade Baker because we don't we don't need Baker. We got our guy, and they should they should trade Baker because he's not very good. But like, where is where is Baker going? To, I don't know where Baker is going to go. I'm like, I mean, the Colts are in another really really terrible situation with. You know, them just not handling that situation, with the quarterback situation, well once again. I wouldn't have traded Carson Wentz um, that quickly after the season. I wouldn't have traded for him because it's just like, oh, shit, um, we're still not in the running. Uh, my dad always says to me, son, uh, don't quit your job before you have another one. And, um, I mean, here we are. It's just like the Colts, they quit their job and they didn't get the job that they interviewed for. They didn't get the quarterback. I mean, they technically didn't interview for Deshaun Watson. But what was their plan exactly? What was their plan? I don't really know what their plan was. It wasn't smart, whatever it was. They didn't get a lot of compensation for him. They don't have a first-round draft pick because, again, Carson Wentz trade. So it's like, okay, like, like, what, what, what is our plan here? And I said, like, at the middle of the season, somewhere in the middle of the season, I was like, shut it down. Shut him down. Preserve your first-round draft pick. Just say, yeah, we're shutting him down. Why? We want our first. We want to draft a quarterback. They had a push. They were like, we'll push. And what a surprise. They pushed their ass off a bridge. No first-round draft pick. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell them either. So, Colts, Baker, probably deserve each other. We'll see what happens, though. That Texans game versus Deshaun is going to be a very, very interesting game as well. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. I went with this. I talked about everything that I want to talk about except for the David Ajabo thing that happened today. Look, 
Uh, KV on Thibodeau got a whole lot of shit for um for missing out on uh on the drills at the combine a couple of weekends. You have guys like Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah saying he doesn't care about football. There's questions about him. And he was like, I don't feel comfortable taking that amount of time between um, workouts. And then they just literally completely didn't understand English whatsoever. They were like, well, you know, everybody's doing the workouts this way and blah, blah, blah. And it's like you literally didn't listen to what he said at all. What he said is I'm planning on doing both sets of workouts. I'm planning on doing the linebacker workout as well as the defensive lineman slash edge rusher workouts. So because I'm doing both sets, both positional workouts, I want to be able to do them all at one time and not, you know, in two separate blocks. So that way I don't potentially injure myself like David Ajabo did today um, in a non-competitive environment that would help me um that would help uh, that that would help me get paid i'm not getting paid to do any of this i'm doing it all for free but um rather than potentially hurt myself i'm gonna be smart and do it all at my pro day and um a couple of weeks later david ajabo goes down goes down he is now not a first round draft pick he's not i don't even know what his injury is um I don't know if it's soft tissue. I don't know if it's, you know, structural. I don't know. Um, I don't really care. He's not a first rounder. He's raw. I love him. I think in a lot of ways he's better than Aiden Hutchinson. But um, I don't know what's going to happen to him. And I would feel he, he's a developmental player. At least that's what I think. I think he's a developmental player. And I think it's going to be a very, very, I don't want to say long time, but I like, I, I don't know what's going to happen with David Ajabo. I really don't. I feel bad for him. And this is why, by the way, for every moron with a microphone, that's like, oh, th th this player, he doesn't care about football. He won't, he won't help me make millions of dollars. I'm Kurt Herbstreit, and and all I talk about is is the uh, is the top four teams in the playoffs, and then I complain when nobody plays in our meaningless ball games. I'm Rich Eisen, and I didn't have never watched Kavion Thibodeau play the sport of football, but for some reason, I'm just gonna perpetuate the narrative that he doesn't care about football. Um, David's not a first rounder. He got hurt. Feel bad for him. And, um, this is, this is why if you are a athlete and you are at the combine and you are, you know, on, and you are a high ranking player, just don't do the workouts. I was kind of like, why is Aiden doing the workouts? On a lot of people's boards, he's the number one player. Why is he doing workouts? Take your ass home. Don't do the workouts. Sit down. Watch. Be in your sweats. Do what Kavion did. He ran the 40, and then he didn't do anything else. It's smart. It's intelligent. 
People want to be people want to have these very emotional responses to very intelligent decisions. They want to be like, huh, this is hard. This is unfair. He's immature. It's like none of it's logical. It's just like, well, no, like he's making sure that he uh, doesn't fumble the bag, so to speak. Could you imagine, right? If you um, if you're playing a couple of hands of blackjack, if you're playing 21 at a casino and you have 20 and you're like, mm, that's not good enough. Let me hit on 20. Odds are you're going to get something that's going to have you bust out. It's like that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people when it comes to some of these players and uh, them participating in meaningless uh, drills, workouts and games. I'm like, you're at the casino. You're about to make bank. The dealer has already busted out. Just don't screw yourself, you know? The dealer has shitty hands, or excuse me, has shitty cards. Don't bust out. Stand on 20. Don't screw yourself over. If you're a player, don't work out. Or more specifically, work out as little as you possibly can. Anyways, I'm tired and I'm sore. I have to be up in the morning in a couple of hours to go work out. So, And I was burning stuff outside in the country. So I literally smell of smoke and fire. So I got to go take a shower and then go to sleep and then wake back up and then uh, hit it and quit it. That sounded weird. But... Um, <laughs> Oh, my God. I'll see you on Monday where we'll probably look at the aftermath of kind of the Deshaun Watson trade. Bobby Wagner is still not signed. We'll see what's going on there. Zedaria Smith did not re-sign with the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see kind of what happens over the weekend. Very excited to touch basis with you once again. Interesting free agency weekend coming up. And then Malik Willis is going to have his pro day on Tuesday, and it's apparently going to be broadcasted live on the NFL Network. I cannot wait for people to uh, judge his throws and how awesome of a quarterback he is. He's, he's not accurate. <laughs> he's not accurate. I've never watched Malik Willis, but I've come to these terrible conclusions because I'm lazy and I listen to reports from other people who didn't watch Malik Willis play in college, but that's neither here nor there. I will see you on Monday. I'm very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th Podcast.